Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey guys, it's Corey from the Bradshaw Boys. And Kevin from the Bradshaw Boys. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. And we wanted to tell you a little bit about what the Bradshaw Boys is. So we started this podcast because me, John, and Corey started watching Sex in the City uh, through from the very beginning. And we have on interesting guests to talk about their experience or what they thought of the episode. And so this is going to be a different episode um, with Amy Lee than maybe some Evanescence fans are used to. But we've been getting a huge response. So we just wanted to let you guys know this is not going to be all about music. It's mainly about Sex in the city, but we cover some really interesting stuff with Amy that I'm sure you won't hear on any other music interview. We talk about her fashion and some of the ways she makes her uh, costumes and her outfits for her tours. We talk about like the touring life and how Sex in the City was an influence on her. And uh, we also would love for you to check out some of our older episodes and some of our next ones. I feel like we're going to get a uh, challenge ourselves to get better and better guests, and we'd love to hear your recommendations. Some of our other episodes that are great, we've we've had on Elizabeth Cook. She's a country music but she's also a voice on an adult swim show called Squid Billy. She's super funny. She plays with Sturgill Simpson sometimes. And uh, we've had on Corinne Fisher, who's on has a podcast called Guys We Effed. Mm-hmm. And it's a legendary podcast, very successful, and she's also an awesome, badass woman. We also had on uh, Dan Clay, a.k.a. Carrie Dragshaw. He's a Carrie Bradshaw drag queen. Super funny. Uh, interesting guy, even if you're not into the Sex in the City world. And so just go enjoy the rest of our podcast. We're just so thankful you guys stopped by and are going to listen to it. And if you're still interested after, please uh, keep with us and uh, we'll try and answer all your questions. And we do get to some really, really good questions and we answered as many as possible. And uh, and we'll try and have her back to answer even more on another episode. Thank you guys so much for all your tweets and uh, all your retweets and your questions and uh, even roasting us a little bit on yeah. Twitter. We, we enjoyed it. But we're really glad you guys are here and we hope you enjoy the whole program. Thanks. Bye. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex in the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. My name is John Sieber. And I'm Kevin James Doyle. And our guest today is Amy Lee. What's up? Thanks for having me. Front woman, band leader of Evanescence. Yes, sir. And friend. And friend. Pal. And Sex in the City. Sure. Yeah. Welcome Absolutely. To the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing it. When did you see your first episode of Sex in the City? Ooh, I I don't know if I could pinpoint that one moment, but um, I have seen every single one. I one of you, I listened to the first episode, and you guys were talking about how you got into it. Which one of you was saying it was an ex Lefty the box set? 
I think that was me. Well, no, mine was mine was that I she had the box set at her apartment, and I just picked. It and up you ended up with it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I also ended up with the box set from an ex. Okay, <laughs> and that's how. So yeah, I ended up watching the whole thing. It was awesome. Um, I feel like the box set thing, this was like prime DVD years. Yes. And that is like an iconic box set. Like those DVDs. It has to be one of the most highest selling. It's a prized possession. I loaned it out a lot. Yeah. You still got it? (laughs) No, I finally, I finally gave it to a friend. Because I've seen them all and who has DVDs in it? I know. Yeah. Yeah. But then you, but then you pass it on. Wait, what, can you tell us like what about year that was when that was Uh, happening? Like, uh, 2005. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you never watched it when it was happening. You watched. I kind of did, but it wasn't like I, I wasn't obsessed with it. It right. was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then when I had the box set, I was like, I'm doing this, and totally binge watched it for real. Okay, cool. I think I was looking, and your guys, your first album came out right around the time of when season three premiered, and we're right in season three right oh, now. Okay, Perfect. so this is like I was aware of it. Yeah, might have seen it at that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, did do you watch? shows when you're on the road like tour bus life yes there was a very very intense sopranos every night on the bus era um there was a lost era we definitely if you can really all get together on a show then it's awesome oh yeah uh Mm. sopranos they're making a prequel movie i don't know if you knew that i did know that yeah they just announced it it's called newark and Mm. it's a it's um james gandolfini's son right yeah playing him yeah it's really cool that's awesome that's um, really cool. So what, uh, okay, this is the question that everybody gets. Like, are you, which which one would you say you are? Which gal? I feel like that's hard. Well, um, we could two-part it too, because we always say that like <clears throat> people used to have an answer and right? now in current day, they have mm. a different answer. I won't say which ones they say, but like you could be like, oh, when I first watched it, I was this, but now <laughs> right. I'm this. Here's what I feel. Okay. I feel like every, I want to say every girl, um, kind of relates a little bit to each character and they're mm-hmm. sort of like all the parts of your personality. Right. I'm also a very big fan of the Golden Girls. A oh. really, really big fan of the Golden Girls. Bless that's my you. that's my true jam. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of the same thing. It's like you find a little bit of yourself in every character. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't pick just one. I have a question for you. You're from Little Rock, Arkansas. Indeed. And there's a house in Little Rock, Arkansas that's another show about women. The Designing Women House is in downtown Little Rock. That is that true? That is true. I've seen it before. <laughs> that's you know, a show know? that I don't know. So that's what I was wondering. I wondered if you ever watch it because Designing Women is like a show. I don't know if a lot of people has. It was a show that was in like the early nineties, I think. Right, and it's it was like shoulder pads and business. Yep. And Delta I was like, Burke total and, anti. Okay, like, not, not in that place. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, makes sense. You were wearing uh, a Zelda sweatshirt, I, which you have on Zelda, right now. Nirvana, any of those things. I was definitely very like a hardcore ver- child. Okay. <laughs> want to be that's amazing the um yeah right now we're in we're in the middle of season three i feel like one like it's gotten so good the past few episodes awesome that for the first we'd been warned for a long time that it's like okay it's gonna gear up because it was like each one was an episode that would just start over and now we're kind of well carrie and aiden just broke up two episodes ago man i loved aiden and we love aiden too he's back did you have a preference between aiden and big Aiden. Aiden? Team yeah, Aiden? I think so. Why? Uh, why? It's been Corey's a while. Corey's getting steamed up. Corey's, Corey's ready to fight. In, I mean, sorry, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin you were always defending Big. You guys haven't seen Just the whole the thing yet, so I don't want to no. spoil a lot, but like Big's coming back. So yeah, yeah. So we've heard. You'll know more about him later. I was always kind of pissed off inside that she like ended up with him. Mm-hmm. 
because it's like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? The guy that treated you so bad over and over? I don't know. I guess, well, the, the place that we're at now is it's like knowing the end. It's kind of makes you watch it a little different that it's like, that's right. Okay. I wonder, like, I want to know the moves that you make to allow me to be okay with this. Yeah. You know? Right. right. Because as of now, I'm just like, no way can we accept this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in scumbag mode pretty hard right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, th- I think she if kind it was, of is too. If she's in dumbass life, mode. She's in dumbass I mode. I might have been wrong, but I think if it was my life, I wouldn't have been able to get past that. The I think it would have been like, forget you. Yeah. You treat me wrong. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> yeah. It's done. I just can't imagine uh, like the unforgivable thing he did, which is put his glass on Aiden's furniture. Oh I mean, that could have caused a ring. It's like, yeah. what? what damage right there. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. Respect wood. Yeah. Yes. Another wonderful show. <laughs> yes. Um, the good. Well, I was going to take it in a little different direction. Let's do it. Let's go in a different direction. Okay. A different direction. So I'm interested in to see like you, you front a band as a woman and did that from a young age. Like when, yeah. when did, how old were you when your guys first album came out? 17? 21. 21. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've done that for like most of your adult life. Yeah. And this is a show about four powerful women, yeah. powerful meaning like strong women coming yeah. to New York city. Um, I don't know. Did you, do you, do you relate to that just in things that you watch at all? Or like, does, did you pick up on that when you watch the show at all? Cause I think like anytime I've talked to people that haven't watched the show and you're not into the show, they're always like, Oh, it's, it's like four dumb girls. And then you're oh, like, no, no it's about dumb. like four, like yeah, four like yeah. smart, right. successful yeah. women in their mid thirties. Totally. In the, in the, well, I, in the you, city. I just, I guess I kind of gravitate towards that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think what else I can relate it to. Um, Designing women, I would say. No. <laughs> I would say that. Dorothy Spornak. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking like there are certain movies and things that not only me, but like even other women that are like, female front women that I'm friends with. Like we've like passed movies back and forth and be like, dude, you got to watch this. It's going to make you feel like you're understood in a weird medieval way. If you watch like the queen Elizabeth movie, mm-hmm. um, what's the, what's, is it called the queen? Like the old, I'm not going to say this right. It's the old one with, um, uh, she's a redhead. It's not Marie Antoinette. That's no, the... no, no. Older than that. Um, and there's two of them. They're awesome. Oh man. We have to, look the ones with break. Wait, how it's famous? It's not Gwyneth Paltrow. I know who you're talking about. The Ray one Paltrow? that the one that's in Lord Is of the Rings. The girl that's in Lord of the Rings. I'm gonna have to look this up. Uh, I don't know anything about. Wait, Liv Tyler? This. No, 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 no. no. The, um, who plays not a one? Oh, is it her? I don't know. We have to. She's really like quick. Kate Blanchett. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, can you Google it? Yeah. Let me wait. Let me use your phone. Okay. You're going to have to just edit the show out of this. I'm sorry. <laughs> is it Elizabeth? Um, yes. Uh, Elizabeth. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and Elizabeth is, is Kate Blanchett. It's Kate Blanchett. Yeah, from uh, um, And there's a sequel also called something else. And it's really, really, really awesome. And movies like that are super empowering. And shows. Like yeah. where you just feel like there's somebody that you can, I don't know, relate to in a way that. We're also surrounded like by a lot of guys. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not just about gender it really isn't but there are certain things where you sort of especially being in the center of attention role and in the leadership role where like not to say i feel like queen elizabeth but yeah kind of i do yeah yeah i can imagine well that's like like the thing decisions people's heads to chop off right (laughs) (laughs) check out your next show that's crazy also you're yeah you're leading the entire thing from the stage like it's not only that you're leading like the band but like you're kind of like getting everything going like it's yeah it's 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 a bunch of yeah it definitely feels really good to like watch and get inspired by other sure women yeah yeah 
What are some of those other movies that you all pass around? You're, I'm you're, just really thinking about Elizabeth because I have a specific memory about those two. And I have a friend who's a bass player in another band and she was go, going through some stuff back in the day. And I was like, girl, you got to watch it. That's so cool. You're going to get it. I need to check that movie out. I've never seen it. Have you guys seen it? They're really good. Elizabeth, I've actually never seen Elizabeth. Uh-uh. I watched Marie Antoinette after that's fun yeah it was it was really good i, I like historical it. did you watch the favorite i haven't seen the favorite i did yet. see the favorite did you like it i did like it it was weird it was definitely weird it was super weird i saw it with a bunch of friends that i don't know that well yeah so it was a little bit awkward yeah yeah <laughs> but i thought it was really good i walked out recommending it to my sister yeah yeah. It's like women can be powerful and also they're they can also these are all really fucked up bad. <laughs> <laughs> um well, let's. Should we do a few questions? We put. Um, yeah, I, there was something about when we throw a lot of tweets out, um, we, and we, you know, we sling some tweets. We right. sling some tweets, and there was something about the way we worded this tweet that it just went viral. <laughs> I think the way that something. we worded it is that we said we're having Amy Lee from Evanescence. Oh, and then, that's... She, and then Amy retweeted it. I think it wasn't that was I'm sorry, I wasn't I would, going to it first. No, would, no, it got excited. Don't apologize. I am a little bummed that it wasn't my great tweet writing that did it, but you know, whatever. Kevin, I you liked were... the gif you chose. <laughs> did, Wait, did, did you oh, see really? the picture we we yeah. made? What was that gif from? It's you like kind of waving when the camera. It's when I was you in, like in a desert. video like the broken video. Okay. And it was like the behind the scenes. I was like talking to the camera. Oh, cool. Know, but it's cute. Um, okay. Here's one. This is from Renu Ruffin uh, at Renu. It's, it's E-A-U-X. That's how it's spelled. Renu Ruffin. Uh, it says, if you could write and score your own film TV series, what might it be about and who would you want on the soundtrack? Ooh. Good question, Renu Ruffin. Renault, Renault Ruffin. So deep. I mean, that's like, that's one that. Uh, what would you want, the show be about? What would the, yeah, two parter. What would the show be about if you could write and direct your own, or if you write and score your own film? Any, any, uh, or actually I, we could go to. I've always wanted, this isn't really going to be great for scoring, but I've always wanted to do a documentary on my friend Dave Egger. He's a cello player hmm. and a black belt martial arts guy and has like, lived on the beach in like South of France and just is worked with every single person. He's one of the greatest cello players in the world. My favorite one. Mm -hmm. And he's just full of so many insane stories about everyone in the world and just about stuff that he's seen. And he's just a really interesting person. Um, and this I think different than the author. Yes, Dave. it is different okay. than the author. I was going to say, yes. like Dave Eggers. Uh, yes. No, no, no. <laughs> Same name, different guy. Got it. Uh, is the author Dave Eggers? Dave Eggers. Right. So this yeah. is Dave Eggers. Yeah. Um, he's just a super, super interesting guy. And he's he's one of those guys that once you get him talking, he'll just go and go and go and go and go. Cool. So you sit there and just listen to his stories. And I definitely would for real be into helping make a documentary about Dave happen. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. And who would be on the soundtrack? On the one soundtrack. other person. Pick, pick Me and people. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Uh, this this is a real easy one from KVP8. Is your hair naturally straight? No. Okay. I have a follow-up to that. It's naturally large and in charge. Okay. So here's a follow-up to that one. This is from uh, at half X way gone. Her name is Michelle. She says, you play a lot of shows in the hot summer heat and your hair always manages to stay pretty straight. Aww. What is your secret to keeping those curls at bay? Grease, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no washing hair until the week is out. That's great. Not quite that literally, but yeah. I wash my hair about once every three and a half weeks. But I have that's not true. That is true. Really? I didn't wash it one time. This is a hundred percent true. I didn't wash it one time for a year and a half. Oh my god. Because a friend of mine 
had told me he's like, if you don't wash it for a long time, your hair sort of it like starts to adapt. It, it adapts to the grease yeah. level, and mm. then you're fine. But then after about a year smell. and a half, and I I think I was working out or What'd something. What you do? Like that. Just put like oil in it to make it smell better. No, it just. Well, I don't really have that. I don't really I have like guy hair, and so it wow. didn't really. It just what, didn't really smell. Can you? It's just not that long. I hear people say they don't wash their you hair. What do they? What do they wet. mean? Are you getting it wet? Yeah, I'm taking a shower okay. and getting underneath there and right. getting it all wet. And no I'm, soap. But no soap. No soap or conditioner. I know nothing about hair maintenance. I wouldn't leave at all. any one part of my body soapless for a year and a half. You wouldn't leave any one part of your body. No, like you've got to put a little soap on it. I didn't do any soap. It's really weird. Those <laughs> those sores that are emanating from your head. <laughs> it, is it, is, it is strange that there's just fly, I look like pig pen from peanuts. There's just yeah. flies going around me all the time. Yeah. Um, okay, all right. This, yeah, this is a good one um, because I've seen SJP around the city and we've seen Cynthia, Cynthia Nixon. I've em- cool. embarrassed myself in front of a number of celebrities. Corey That's and I, true. we've talked about that. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like this goes along, especially because you live in New York and you're a New Yorker. So you have like a, a very public mm-hmm. place. The person just said her name's Mandy Remick. What's the hardest thing about being a well-known figure? Do you get noticed around the city? I, you know what? New York is unique. Mm-hmm. Unique, unique New, New York. York. New York. <laughs> Follow up question. Um, do you do that before every show? <laughs> yellow leather, red Only leather. the really good. And that's from Anchorman. Um, right? Unique New York. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, it is because uh, people either are truly really badass and don't care that much mm-hmm. or they want to portray that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you don't get people being freak out in a bad way in New York, but you do in other cities. So like living here, even though you're more, I guess, high profile because people expect to see you in New York, mm-hmm. like they recognize you and say something like, whoa, hey, cool. Love your stuff. Yeah. See you yeah. later. That's yeah, cool. yeah. You know, um, they don't want anything or they're just being cool. Um, That's cool. So yeah, no, I, I, it's the perfect place for that. But um, no, yeah, there's sometimes when they freak out. I don't know. When I was younger, it used to freak me out because I was just young and kind of shy. Honestly, mm. before we did the thing, I, I I don't know if I'd totally say I was an introvert, but at least mostly. Yeah. Um. So then all of a sudden uh, being famous was uh, just super unnatural for me. Mm-hmm. So um, having to be like, yeah, hey, I'm everything you wanted me to be like on yeah. the spot. Yeah. In the moment. It just felt like a lot of pressure and I would kind of get anxiety and stuff. Mm, but sure. 37 um and i'm proud of what i've done and i i think that more than anything i feel like secure in who i am in a much bigger way than i did when i was 21 or 22 so i don't know like it's easier to just be myself and not really worry that i didn't do a good job of being somebody's idea of what i should be yeah yeah that seems like that seems like maybe one of the most mature takes on growing in fame that <laughs> yeah. i've heard from anyone it's like i still screw up and i'm still not perfect but it maybe matters slightly less to me that you think so sure yeah, yeah. i have a question from me the same thing as the way Carrie Bradshaw was. Have you had your ad on the side of a bus? Have you had your Ooh. picture on the side of a bus <laughs> oh, like yeah. Carrie Bradshaw? Probably in Brazil. Okay. <laughs> yeah. what's, um, what's with Brazil? Just big oh, fan base there? I just feel like we're like Michael Jackson in South America. Really? really? It's real I, crazy. I, it seems like, okay, the yeah, there's a few Brazilian flags. I'm a, yeah. on, oh, I'm yeah. a huge Shout Guns N' Roses Brazil. fan. Yeah. I'm a big Guns N' Roses fan. Uh-huh. GNR, I think, ended their uh, Use Your Illusion tour in Brazil. Yeah. And it's like this famous, crazy last show where they were they toured for two and a half years on that album. Right. And they like hated each other at the end of it. And or they just were super exhausted. Right. And they said the last Brazil show is crazy. And there's like videos of 
just Brazil shows of them and Metallica. Like Brazil yes. fans seem like they're special. South America, they seem like they're insane they about are. music. They are. They are. It's not. I don't mean to make it like it's just me. They're like that about everybody. Yeah. They're just really, really, really good okay. fans. I think I think this is a good one that goes right okay. along. I'm asking you. a question next. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is great to go along with what it's like when people um, uh, come up to you because somebody, the mechanical lights of Lisbon, <laughs> okay. that's the Instagram I've seen name, that right. yeah. said, have you, have you met Bjork again ever <laughs> since that time you got starstruck? Did you meet uh, Bjork and get starstruck? Uh, yes. So what's your question? Is your question their question She's, or is your question Her your question, question was, have you met Bjork since the first time you got starstruck? <laughs> and I did. And it was like two years later, but it wasn't any less awkward. <laughs> funny, I really tried. Yeah. I, can't, no. I cannot be awkward. Someone else asked, I don't have to find the handle, but someone else asked if you would ever consider covering a Bjork song. Definitely. I, I actually already started working on it. No Ooh. way. Yeah. Do you want to say what song or do you not want to say what song? It's Joga. Okay. Oh. Um, it's one of my it's favorite songs. Song. Um, it's on and, homogenic, right? Yeah. And I have a lot of songs that I sort of, um, that's one. Okay. Specifically that I remember just like being in high school and older, a little bit older, like driving in my car and making up my own harmony parts so that we could sing together kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and I have a few songs like that, that are just like, I have my own part and I hear it that way when I hear the song and I always sing my part. Yeah. Um, and I just think it'd be it'd be fun to put it down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's awesome. I, but it's hard. That, that's a hard one to cover because she's, I really, really admire her as a vocalist. She's an extremely strong and unique vocalist. And I don't think if I think about it in terms of like, Oh, I'm going to do that even better. I can't. Yeah, yeah. So I just have to find a way to do it my own way. Yeah. 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 That's cool. We have a question here from uh, Jeffrey Chow and he said your favorite food to eat on tour. On when, I, tour? when I travel, I, I love eating. I was wondering oh. if the, do you have anything in particular that you love snacking on? It depends on where the tour is because like food is a like totally central part of international touring. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, we're going to go here when we get to Singapore. Yeah. We got to get, you know, um, whatever, like awesome dim sum when we go to like San Francisco. Mm -hmm. uh, so we kind of, that's kind of the thing that we do in our extracurricular as a band is like get together and eat whatever the food of that country or place is. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's the best. That's maybe the one reason I would want to be in a it's, touring it's band. Yeah. yeah. I, food that's is good. like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, wait, we have, this is one question that I would ask you, but someone already asked. Courtney Warding asked, would you ever cover In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins? I love that song. I am a huge, I love, I love Phil Collins. That's my, yeah. my karaoke <laughs> song is actually Against All Odds. Oh, oh sorry. Phil, Phil oh, Collins. Oh, cool. Another, another tearjerker. Love it. Yes, I would. Okay. Here's um, your answer. So this episode uh, in Sex and the City takes place in... Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yes. Yes. Where Second. I lived when I got that box set. So oh, really? perfect. I'll that be like right there in it. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. How long did you live in LA? Two year, uh, five years. Okay. What's uh, what's the name of this episode? Um, Lee, well, it's called uh, Sex in Another City. Sex in Another City. Ooh. Sex in Another City. Ooh. Um, yeah, Sex in Another City. And then the next episode has the worst title name of all time hot child in the city oh so, we talked about this earlier this week and hot child it's based on that song, song huh? hot child in the city it's by a canadian yeah. guy named i forget i don't know who's in prison it, no. <laughs> um are we watching both of those or no we're watching, one. We're watching one we'll watch one and we'll uh be back we'll be back and we'll discuss we'll be back. all right bye episode 44 sex and another city 
Carrie meets a publicity agent for celebrities who shows her the perks of the rich and famous in L.A. Miranda meets an old friend from New York who's lost his East Coast edge. Charlotte comes to L.A. after getting fed up with Trey's sexual problems. Samantha meets her idol, Hugh Hefner, and gets the girls invited to a party at the Playboy Mansion. And now, back to the boys. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sex in another city. Wow. Wow. We're back. Los Angeles. We're back in New York. Oh, I thought it was Des Moines. (laughs) I'm just going to say. Girls go to Des Moines to have sex. We talked about David Eggers in the first part. Vince Vaughn was in that. Both of them, Lake Forest High School graduates. Whoa. Both of them, my alma mater, right there. Interesting. Wow. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. Look Um, at that. Uh, One of my favorite Onion articles ever is uh, Des Moines Fashion Week. (laughs) And it's... (laughs) It is... It is uh, it is quite the Onion article. That's um, you know all the stuff that we talked about last week when they were in L.A. It was like very they didn't they didn't say. weigh too hard into just being like New right. York versus L.A. And yeah. we we're like that's an inter- interesting take. And then this week they were just like, oh, we saved it for this, yeah. which it was, was super fun. Completely right. the like New York. It's every like every New Yorker that goes to visit L.A. <laughs> that is like. Do I want to move here one day? Yes. It was completely that mindset for the Surreal. whole episode. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. John, and, give us. A I, th- I think they did that by. Uh, the through line of the episode was, uh, is it really what outs is like, what's outside what really counts? Right. And they did it versus like, like Kevin said, real versus fake. Right. Um, Samantha's storyline was that she had a Fendi purse and then she eventually got it stolen at a playboy party. Um, and ended up costing her more than it really was worth and stolen credit cards. And I liked at the end how they kind of um, summarized what everyone was looking forward to getting back to in New York. Mm-hmm. So Samantha's was getting back to crime-free streets because she got her purse stolen. Uh, Miranda's was Men Who Swallowed, which is amazing because yeah. she met Lou, uh, her friend from New York, who was really positive and actually changed Miranda. She became like a little bit of a, a Southern he was, Californian. He was Letterman Lou before. Right? Letterman Lou before. Uh, but then they went out to uh, dinner and he developed an eating disorder. That's mm. how he got so skinny. The pressure of L.A. and being a writer. Um, uh, Charlotte was, of course, escaping Trey. And that kind of came to a culmination when she was sitting on a raft with a guy. And he was like, I really like you. Can I buy you some boobs? And uh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. And then, of course, Carrie's was uh, smoking. Uh, she was ready to get back to smoking. But she had a relationship with Vince Vaughn who she thought was a power manager of celebrities and turns out he was a house sitter for Carrie Fisher, for Carrie Fisher, which yep. was amazing to see. Cool Carrie. to see her. Yeah. yeah. Carrie yeah. Fisher. And you know, I'm not a Hugh Hefner fan by any stretch, but a couple, a couple, uh, big wigs. Passed, yeah. Passed away recently. So yeah. it, it is really Fisher's funny awesome. watching how like Carrie Fisher's clearly a great actress and Hugh Hefner's clearly just a guy who, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Plays himself plays. Cause he's like, what is going on here? Yeah. Like, Come well, sit on my lap. It's yeah. great to meet you too. Welcome yeah. to the bunnies. Yeah. Yeah. 
His, uh, I will say, his security guard played a hell of a role. Good lord, dude. Th- tossing them all out of the Playboy party. Corey just said, he looks like a thumb. Yeah, the security, <laughs> guard, the security guard was like very muscular, but his head was like a thumb head. It was just, it looked like a thumb. And you're right, John. It's like the director told him like, whatever you do for every scene you're in, just stare at Samantha. Yeah, just, 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 all you, you get nervous, do. look at Kim Cattrall's neck. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, got it. Um, my first question, who gets waxed on a vacation? Like out of all the things you do on whoa, a vacation. That would whoa, be whoa, whoa, all right, well, you me. are the only dudes here. I was and gonna say that's my not a question first for us. Brazilian wax was on a vacation. Really? Wow. Very, very honest. Really? Um, I, and it watching that very first scene about that made me instantly wonder about this whole endeavor and wonder why, kind of, just a little bit, three guys. Would want to start a whole thing <laughs> about sex in the city when so many things about it that are like just total girl things, like yeah. the, the the things that we connect on that are like that secret code, you know, like mm, every yeah. girl everywhere, no matter what you're into, and no matter what you're like, no matter how different you are, you can kind of always talk talk about sex in the city. Yeah, totally. Um, and it made me think as I'm watching and relating to this Brazilian wax thing. Why am I watching this with these guys? Well, it's funny you say that though, because like I have a a friend of mine, he always talks about how, I guess for guys, but just in general, he's like sports is the equalizer. So he's like, if you don't know anything, if you, he was like, if you watched an ESPN, like five minute update every day, he's like, you could talk to anyone on a subway and a locker room, whatever locker room. But like, (laughs) he's like on an elevator, like you could just be like, Oh, do you watch football? Like Mm -hmm. this is going on with, you know, Odell you Beckham or whatever. Catch? Oh my God. But there is a yeah. thing where like, I only, the only sport I keep up with is college basketball. Which I just discovered on Friday. Oh I, saw, I saw sports, Corey, and I was like, whoa. John put up. I John. thought you were just this writer who <laughs> never has seen a sports match in your life. A sports match. Whatever they're called. I know. And then, yeah, John, John filmed me watching a Carolina Duke game because I went to UNC and then he didn't, he put it on the Bradshaw Boys Instagram and he didn't put up the last one because we lost by one point in the last eight <laughs> seconds and i ran across the room and slammed my hands into a door we'll put it up like, now that works yeah we'll put it on well because i was but, filming it hoping to get a good reaction and yeah, then when they lost, lost i was like oh i feel bad it i actually captured something that was really sore for you right but the reason i bring that up is like i've noticed like oh yeah when i when it's like march madness season I'm like, I can talk to bartenders yeah. about anything. And it's great. And I can like randomly talk to someone and be like, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, Virginia strangely like lost. Like they, <laughs> they I don't know, but they're going to get a number one seed. But is Sex in the City, is that really a thing? It that is you that could, like, thing. It, my, my guitar player, my newest guitar player is a, a lovely lady mm-hmm. from Germany. And uh, we have things in common in that we like rock music, you know, mm-hmm. and... I mean, there are a lot of things about us. They're different, culturally different. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the very first things I, I I talked to her, I saw her online playing guitar, you know, thought she was an excellent player. But, you know, um, a lot of being in a band together is hanging out together and how you vibe as people. I mean, I feel like the yeah. biggest part actually is that a lot of people can play music, but to have a connection when you hang out, like yeah. is the, is the rarer find. So, um, I flew to New York and we just had a couple of fun nights together. Like we went to lunch and then we hung out, you know, a couple of fun bar nights. And one of our big connectors where we were laughing and talking and connecting the most was about sex in the city, That's which awesome. like we both loved and knew a lot about and we're relating to. And it was fun for her cause it was her first time in New York. That's cool. yeah. So it's good. That's- cause now I know 
I can talk to men about sports, but women, I can always talk to about sex. <laughs> but that, right. but that's funny because no. any woman about that. Yeah, but yeah, but you can't relate about the Brazilian. I will. Wax. I right. will say when that was happening, like there's most of the sh- <laughs> most of the episodes dip into things that it's like, oh, from the guy perspective, like you know that guy was kind of a jerk, but. And with this, it's like, yeah, this is a pretty exclusively (laughs) female experience. No, but that's funny because that's exactly how Corey and I discovered we both love Sex and City. It was a guilty pleasure for us. Right. You know, he had seen a couple episodes from the left DVDs. My wife, like, would have it on as I was doing stuff around the house. And I was like, wait a minute. This is actually kind of fun. And so we both, like, had that moment where he was like, I kind of like watching Sex and City. And I was like, I like like it too. This is, and it was like a thing that actually bonded us. Because it's a really good show. Good and show. we, of course, there's things that go way over our head, like most of the fashion I completely miss. Although I've and, started to pick up more on that. Right. I noticed yeah. the, the lightning bolt necklace. But. The lightning bolt necklace I noticed, which yeah. Carrie had the lightning bolt necklace mm-hmm. through a lot of this. She also, did you notice she had those knuckle rings that said Dior? They okay, were diamond what are you encrusted trying to Dior. say that you notice there are recurring things or things? No, cool, we just—it's cool. Like we, I think for probably well, the, the first f- number one thing to notice yes. from the episode is that rad top she was wearing. Wait, when the they green bikini? The, no, or the green. No, I thought we were talking no. about. I thought we were talking <laughs> about we, Samantha's we, calendar no. that she wore on her head. When we they were with the, the, the dogs were barking and they went to go see the crap bags yeah. and and she was wearing that crazy awesome like you know, shoulderless thing with the Victorian sleeves. Oh, and wow. the pa- You didn't even notice 100%. that. I was like, I have to rip this off. That's no, so yeah, funny. It's so hard for me to notice that stuff. Yeah, okay. no. Real see, quick. that's right when we're like, see, we're getting better at noticing fashion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, like, when I saw your sweatshirt, I was like, that's, I noticed that right away, but it's like, the, with the, the <laughs> This crop, is not crop, a fashion like, statement. The, but I think you notice what you like, maybe. I don't know. What does that say about us that we I think completely miss that stuff? I think, it, I, I do think, I mean, like, Grand, we're clearly still missing things because I'm like still like, You're I remember her screaming and I remember them being in a, like an East LA alleyway with Dogs. No, no, I'm no. still wow, trying to remember it. stood out it. to me so much. That's I was like, so I have funny. to go write that down. Yeah, I'll have to think of that. But but I do think we're picking up slowly. Like she wore some sh- some shoes in the last LA episode that are like super bedazzled and like one right. is blue and one is red. So like cool. there's certain things and it's like, oh, we should notice that. Yeah. So you're right. like slowly picking. It's like right. a dumb guy in a relationship where totally. he's occasionally like, you did get your hair cut, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like you're slowly getting better at it. Slowly. I was I was just at an art show, spring break art show here in New York City. Happens every year. And it's all these independent artists. Have you ever been there? The spring break art show? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like two office floors in New York and every single little, um, Is that where they record the grind on the beach? The spring break? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Eric Nia paints every single painting. I went with, uh, Bill Bellamy was there. And, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but, uh, they, it's a really cool, very independent type art show. And I was just walking past this one place. Um, and this artist was explaining the work and she had like short brown hair and like big, big, like r- thick rim glasses. And everyone was just standing around like nodding. And I just caught a glimpse of what she said. She's like, the only reason why women get rid of their pubic hair is for the pleasure of men. And I was like, that's exactly what I thought she was probably saying. If I, <laughs> if I totally that's made it funny. up. But it was actually interesting as I was standing there, they were having, at first it was like, haha, that's funny. That's what I would expect. And then they were having like this really interesting debate between four women and like two guys that were all about female pubic hair. And the art piece wow. that she made was these two, um, it was a complete 
paper mache representation of her and her boyfriend. That was, I saw that bed. too because yeah. I, I went because you told me to go. Okay. It was incredible. It was in right. a whole room built life size in paper mache. And, Crazy. Yeah. And the girl that the, the conversation was interesting yeah. and they were talking about porn and talking about like guys. And then the one girl was like, I, it was, it was a very interesting conversation and I can find the Instagram, uh, of it on here and I'll show, I'll show you guys and I'll post it. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, as they were talking about, it, I was like, yeah, I, I, you know, you were like, I, I feel not allowed to respond. Right, exactly. You were like, hey, listen, if it's Whoa, any, hold on, can I hold give on, you my hold take? On, Thank hold you. On. Hold on. If it, if it makes any difference, I get rid of my own pubic hair for my own pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know where that falls in the conversation, but that's also true. Um, I, let's talk about let's talk about some themes of it. First of all, I want to ask okay. you because you lived in LA for five years yeah. and you lived in New York for yeah. over a decade now. Yeah. Is there any, none of us have ever lived in LA. We've all visited. Oh. And I've totally, I remember like one time when I was in LA a couple of years ago, remember I was driving down the street and I was talking to my mom on the phone and she was like, well, don't like it too much. <laughs> and I remember the feeling of being like, oh, I'm supposed to hate this, but I was like, it's, right. not, it's actually it's pretty okay. cool. And oh, I remember yeah. being like, I could live here. So I feel like that's like a New Yorker thing. But as someone who's lived there, do you relate with all this? I feelings? related so much to this episode. It was funny and so true and it's funny mm -hmm. because it's quite a few years later at this point but it's the same feeling um and i feel like that's what i would say between living there and living here is you have your friend groups right like mm -hmm. you have the people that you love and it doesn't matter where you are if you if you're with your people then you're good but right. yes la is the weather is more beautiful. You know, you, it's, it's more natural. There's more space. You can hike more like all those things. It's, it's healthier from like just a physical standpoint, but the people and the general vibe, the Hollywood thing, um, really got to me. Mm. It was so shallow. It was more about what you look like and what you're doing. And the first question on anybody's lips is like, Oh, what are you doing? You know, like what's going on, you know, yeah, and right. I guess that maybe sounds normal, but it feels different here mm. where there's not so much pressure to be it and to be on and to be like, I've got stuff going on. I'm doing stuff. Otherwise, you wouldn't be talking to me. Right. Um, and I actually watched that difference happen between being not famous and being famous because we moved to L.A., um, when we were first starting out, our label moved us there for like artist development. And then our album came out and we went on tour and, and I lived there and I came back home and I saw such an incredible change in the acquaintances that weren't really friends, but just like people that I kind of knew um, from I am naturally a little bit of just my own person. I'm, I don't like to play the game. I mm -hmm. don't like to play the game. Mm -hmm. right. um, to sort of like, oh, okay, you're that girl, whatever. To like, oh, remember, we're best friends yeah. a lot in mm -hmm. LA. And I, it soured me so much immediately after our success that I really wanted to move. <laughs> um, and mm -hmm. I love visiting there. Like I have yeah. friends there and I like to go there and it's beautiful weather and I love to go to the beach, but um, I just feel so much more of myself in New York. and. Mm -hmm. I think I could say that about more places than LA. It's not like LA is so bad. Mm -hmm. Like everywhere that I've, I've lived all over the place. Like my dad was a radio DJ and we moved my whole life. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't really claim that I'm even from Little Rock. I was born in California and then we lived in Florida and then I lived in Illinois and I lived in Arkansas and then Nashville, like so many places. Um, and nowhere that I've ever, ever lived 
have I felt so at home and comfortable in myself as I have in New York Mm -hmm. because everybody's everything. Mm -hmm. And when I walk down the street and I'm like reciting a conversation I'm about to have with somebody, I don't look crazy because there's some other crazy person like talking to themselves or dressed like a like rainbow unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not me. It's like everybody's everything and everybody accepts that. And I love that about New York. Mm -hmm. So um, and I think that there is a lot in New York about creation. Writing Mm -hmm. is is celebrated. And um, I don't know, just like the behind the scenes work seems to be more celebrated and the on scene seems to be so celebrated in LA. And that's kind of the whole dynamic is about what you look like versus who you are. Um, and obviously it's a huge generalization and I have friends in LA who'll be mad at me, but, um, I, I have absolutely felt that way. And I thought that that episode really, um, summed it up in a, in a great humorous way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think the character of Lou did like a really good job. Let's talk about Lou real quick because I have some theories about Lou. So he was Letterman Lou because uh-huh. he used to write for Letterman. Yes. And Miranda, I guess, was friends with him when they lived in New York. And he would, him and her would just like hate people. And yeah. he was super neurotic. And as, as, as someone who, I know someone who used to write on a late night talk show who was also really angry and neurotic. Yeah. That would be you. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and there New were, York will piss you yeah. off. It will. Yes. I yelled at people this I'm weekend. Yeah. Or you were at not, a you were not angry or not. I would say I am. And it depends on, it depends on it. Kevin and you I. You did have the sauce this weekend. Oh my gosh. So we went out. One of our favorite bars closed. The Old Carriage Inn. R.I.P. Best, best R.I.P. bar in New York. Goodbye. Old Carriage Inn. Been is around it? for 35, 40 years. Is it? I'd say it's, uh, I'd say, I'd say old carriage. I would say there are bars like that around New York and they are disappearing right. because there's, they've been around for forever and there's not many. Montero's is another bar kind of like that. So good, right? It's Did it close? I, no, no, it's oh, still okay. there. They're still there. It's but one they've, of the last they've been, they've been on kind of a like maybe close kind of thing. Yes. Also Turkey's Nest in Williamsburg. Yeah, I don't know yeah, that yeah. Turkey's Nest is a different vibe, but a dude told me yesterday, he was like, Turkey's Nest and two other, Turkey's Nest is like they give you these styrofoam cups yeah. and you get a beer and they're like don't take it outside but right. then they're kind of like take it outside and uh, a guy told me last night a bartender was like Turkey's Nest Farrell's and one other bar they have the cleanest Budweiser taps in all of New York City and Budweiser comes to their place because oh, wow. they know they have really clean taps That's it's cool. the best place to get a beer in New York City huh. anyway the, the whole thing I was <laughs> saying is like this weekend I turned on the sauce pretty hard on a few people at the old carriage closing. I'm oh, not yeah. neurotic and angry, but I am. <laughs> given the you, you and, played and I, a character of a New Yorker this weekend. And then I'm Kevin told me afterward, you were like, I, I was like, I think I really blew up on that person. And you were like, hey man, everything you said was true. <laughs> Just the way you said it was a little over the line. I said, I said uh, the line from Big Lebowski. I'm like, you're, you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. <laughs> but one of my favorite things about the owner of Old Carriage Inn is she came, her name's Dorothy. She's like real New York. And she came oh, yeah. to one of, one of Corey and I's comedy shows. Oh my gosh. The yeah. first Bowery show. And she said, we were so excited because it was like, oh my gosh, it's so nice that you're like coming out. To it's, like, like seeing what, it's like seeing your teacher outside yeah. of the classroom. Yeah. 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 You exist outside the bar. And yeah. so the way Corey and I host the shows, we'll like we'll do like 20 minutes of hosting where we just like tell stories and it's not necessarily just like us doing stand-up. It's me and Corey hosting together. And I was like, Hey, thanks for coming to the show. What'd you think? She's like, you know, uh, when you, everyone was funny, but when you and Corey would just talk, that wasn't funny. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, what? She's like, you just, you were just like telling a story, but it's like, that wasn't funny. That's not, that's not comedy. That's just you talking. 
like, <laughs> you're like, do not listen to the Bradshaw Boys podcast. Honesty. You so oh, good, though. So, Just like you honest. love that honesty. Listen, totally, totally. Yes. That's like it's one reason best. why could people say doing comedy in New York is one of the best things. Because people will just tell you they're like exactly Shut how up. it is. Yeah. It's not yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so Letterman Lou, yeah. angry neurotic. He was at the closing of Old Carriage as well. And um, so he moves out to L.A. And he, so I have a theory. They talk about how he writes for this show about New York, but now he lives in L.A. They were talking about Friends, right? Oh, because the whole time they're like, and she's like in fancy apartment, right? Fancy Miranda's like, that they Miranda's can't like, afford. yeah, Miranda's like, they all live in a fancy loft, and yeah. like none of them work, and it's way too oh, big. Oh yeah, I guarantee you, they were talking about. I friends. never they thought about that. Poking fun of Carrie, like living in her. her uh, they don't maybe. live all together. They That's don't live all true. together. Ah. I feel like they were talking about Fred because then she That's was funny. Because then she was like, "How do you?" But you're not like New York, and he's like, "Yeah, but I get to write about it all the time now." And so right. also well, he wears a Knicks hat everywhere yeah that's funny he's and always he said, you'll never hat. see me in a lakers hat yeah yeah but i wonder too i wonder if they understood i wonder if if they were because you saying it's friends if they were meaning to poke fun at any show about new york or if in their head there was like listen those shows like we film on location right. we're these are working women they could we're i real. wonder if they didn't totally realize that it's like this is totally fucking unrealistic too or if there was a little bit of like, we're the real New York show. We show it how it really is. Yeah. And now there's more of a backlash for people to be like, there's no way that Carrie can handle that. I don't know. Well, I think it's interesting because there will always kind of be a show like that. Yeah. I mean, there's always a show, an unrealistic New York show that is always happening. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, I guess girls was a little. Girls, because those but, are beautiful apartments. Yeah, exactly. And they're supposed to be in school. Right. Like they have no money. Like, That's girls, a gorgeous place. Seinfeld, like pre-war friends. apartment. Like, right beautiful there's yeah. no way like yeah. i've had many conversations about that yeah. and in five years there'll be another <laughs> show that takes place in new york yeah. that's really unrealistic the um i'm thinking yeah because real life well it's interesting because like real dirty real dirty yeah. well, we've talked about this before <laughs> but story in a bar at 3 a.m screaming at some girl for having too much pubic hair that was <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 was what it was this week get ready a bush <laughs> <laughs> you need to go see that woman that gives Brazilians. And then Kevin's oh. like, what you're saying is not false. It's not false. You you're can't just... hide a light in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. What Lord. was it? It was, I think it was, this is what happened. I, I think she was trying to flirt. So her friend but her was flirt, trying to flirt with our friend and her, she told me she was like, I'm trying to wing woman here. But her entrance line was like, it was that kind of thing where you walk into someone and you've never met them before. And then it's like, you walk up and you're like, hey, stupid. Right. Like yeah. She walked up and immediately Neg was like, she oh, yeah. negged me hardcore. And then she started calling it like literally 45 seconds in, she started calling me Blondie. Oh. And then she, uh, and she, 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 you said something that was like a pretty normal response. She's like, oh, that sounds like something a man would say. Yes. And you're like, I have a uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I will treat you like a man. I <laughs> but then the funniest, the thing that made me feel a little more justified was at the end of the night, her friends took her out because she was pretty sauced and we were all standing in a group and we didn't see them coming up and she bumped into me. And then after she bumped into me, she just goes, wow, <laughs> like it was my fault. And like then they, your and then, body is there. And then yeah. she, they took her out and put her. When in was this? This was, this was Saturday night. Saturday okay. night. So I was there. It wasn't the night that that girl was crazy to me at your show a month ago. And I was no, like, I want to know who that was. <laughs> was that at the Bowery show at the Bowery show? Yes! Like a month ago? I want to know who it okay, was well, so bad. Okay, well, all that we were doing wrong. This is it was laughing too hard. That's no, not wrong. I That's talked not wrong. to, I, I, I talked. Yeah. We I, brought I a bunch of, we invited a bunch of friends to you guys comedy show. I know we were kind of, and we laughed our at, at asses one of the people off. That was there. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, we some were. of my friends had too much to drink. Which is great. It's a comedy So they were show. laughing sure. extra hard. And I guess kind of we were in the back because we showed up late and it was a noise trap, you know, where yeah. like it just echoes your voice even sure. louder. So so every joke that was told major laughter in, in our corner. Okay. Which is the best I'm, I'm part sorry. Of the show. I apologize. But no. When somebody comes over to bitch at you because you're laughing too hard at a comedy show, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, what? I was well, just looking I, at her like, wow. Didn't she I, say I, to you guys, like, do you understand how hard Do you it know is how this comedy? works? And I was like, uh, you don't understand. People are trying to listen. This is a comedy show. People are trying to listen to what they're saying. And I, I didn't I respond. I just looked at her. I was just like, oh. I think I said, oh. I was like, oh. Cause that's what we were doing. We were yeah. laughing at the jokes. Yeah. Like, please go away. It's not a poetry reading. <laughs> it's a comedy show. I know. Okay. Meanwhile, I meanwhile, just... Corey and I are on stage just being like, wow, I wish more people would laugh. Wow. I'm glad. <laughs> like that... those, that one guy in the back. And then Dorothy was like, then don't tell your stories. <laughs> tell some jokes. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing too hard at your, so, at no, your show. No. Um, it, was, it was a good one. I thought was it was fun funny. You had a lot of good comedians on that a, show. Yeah, a lot of good female comedians on that show. Yeah, yeah, it did, yeah. It was a super good show. Um, um, it just gets me every time. Tim, shout, shout out Carmen Lynch. Shout out to Carmen Lynch. Carmen Lynch. Listen to her. And Emmy Blotnick. Emmy oh, yeah. Blotnick as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, super funny. Um, oh, let's the, get into this episode a little more. Sorry. No, no, it's Distracted. If you want to talk about my comedy show or the fact that I blew up on people at a bar this weekend, I'll talk about that for hours. I would say to talk about, guys. Oh, all right, let's let's use this as an opportunity to get back into the episode. Okay. And say how many of you guys yeah. have had some tasty scallops and then made out <laughs> in a hot tub because I love I just love having some really some great seafood and then hopping in a hot Carrie, tub with Vince Vaughn. Vince I'm going to say that I think I have. My wife really loves scallops and seafood and Usually when you we have that, we're down in like the Gulf Shore with her family. So I I think I probably have All right. done some scallops and Wait, some making out. When you say Gulf Shore, you mean Gulf Shore, Alabama? Absolutely. Or? So is that like the red, <laughs> is, is red, the red tide? That's the crimson I'm tide? I'm hoping the scallops didn't come from there. Yeah, because that's the crimson tide. I don't know. Right? Where Won't they, that make you sick? Gross. Yeah. I don't know where they come from. They're delicious and and, and they're Gulf scallops. <laughs> and they're then always really good. the next three days I have nausea and vomiting. And yeah, well, they're already yeah, like, they're up. already all oily. You don't have to put the oil yeah, in the pan. Exactly. They're just like. Oh, yeah. We throw up together for the next three days after that, but it's great making out. Wait. If you <laughs> it's part of that LA diet. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think I look so good? Wait. So if you think about it, this was like what? This episode came out in 2000. This is Vince Vaughn. This is post swingers. This is like three years after Swingers, Clay before Pigeons had come out. Wedding Crashers. Before yeah. Wedding Crashers. Yeah. But this is like, I feel like this is like right before he did Psycho, maybe? Oh. Uh -huh. No, it was after Psycho. Psycho is 99, I believe. Okay. And Hish. Mm. So this is like, but this is, I feel like when Vin, when it was like Vince Vaughn's super hot in Hollywood. But, yeah. but it's also, but it's pre like uh, the frat pack. Of yeah. Like old school and all that right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think, obviously he's a funny known as a funny comedian, but I feel like not like full on Will Ferrell comedy level, like, right. which was like a re, I don't it's, know. Yeah. This, think, it's almost it's like, like heartthrob Vince Vaughn. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, like how Alec Baldwin funny. was that, funny. that movie made is the first thing that I saw him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I did like that. He didn't, A didn't play himself and B he's usually like one who like wins a scene. Like he, his character is usually like right. so confident and he's so big. Yeah. He's going to like 
like yeah. talk his way out of a scene right. and to watch Carrie Fisher come in and just level his ass yeah. was super refreshing. Well, and you bought, you bought into it the whole time. Oh, You're yeah. just like, Oh yeah, of course. Like of course. this is a great Vince Vaughn. Character. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I thought it was going to be like, Oh, she like real, like he was going to do something that made her miss big. And like, he was going to smoke a cigar right. inside, but to have her, a storyline of hers and the way it would have ended for like Miranda or Samantha that's or true. Charlotte, yeah. it was really like, we've never really oh, yeah, seen Carrie like have a one episode train wreck yeah. relationship in a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's yeah. been with big, she's been with Aiden and like the, there's drama that happens there, but to have something like that, it like was the, really unexpected. I feel for like me. the last one was maybe like when she was with the Yankee or something like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, even, even then it like, it, I, you kind of knew that, I don't know. You knew that I was love happen. how serious you guys take this show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I love the show. So good. It's such a good show. You know what? When we first, we used to talk about this a bunch, but I think the first uh, few episodes, like our idea before we started, it was like, listen, like, Cor- like Corey will play the one that like really likes the show and John will like ask the questions and I'll like be like I don't like and I then all like three it. of us like we fucking love this show <laughs> well when I heard the premise of the show um, with with your podcast I thought okay I get it mm-hmm. there are three guys who've never seen the show and they're gonna shit on it right mm-hmm. and I could be the one that like knows the show mm-hmm. and I'll, like, talk right. but then I heard your first episode and I was like oh they're like into the show oh, yeah, yeah. And then that that was, that was truly surprising. Like Kevin yeah. said, like we didn't know what to expect when we saw it, and we watched the first episode. And we're like, oh, that was actually really good. Yeah, listen, and yeah. we'll take it to task when it's not up to scruff. Absolutely. But overall, I think it's like, yeah. it's like I feel like every I don't know. It's like the perfect show. It's like about the place that I live. It's New York. And I love, and there's not so much of it is New York. Yeah. See, Entourage is like what yes. people pretended was like the guy sex in the city. But I'm like, that's LA. that, that is such dumb. Like yes. guy porn. That's just it. like, yeah, you have a fucking agent who yells at people and you get to <laughs> fuck anyone you want. And this, this is way more like, I, I like the Sopranos, but that is not, I don't connect totally to the different. Sopranos. Yeah. Not in a way that's like, listen, we're guys, but it's like, I connect to the show oh. minus the waxing as much as anyone. And I'm like, Oh cool. Like, <laughs> right. You know? So, yeah. We take it seriously because we we love. I appreciate that. Um, I well, did, let's talk about Charlotte and Trey. We haven't right. like really gotten because, too much into Charlotte and Trey. And one thing I think is really interesting about it is our big critique last time was like Charlotte's in New York. Her episode could have happened in any other Sex in the City episode because they yeah. just keep cutting to her apartment. But I feel like they really redeemed that this this one. Well, it was great to have her back. To have all four there like made the the roundtable discussions actually work. And when she showed up at Carrie's. Well, like her and Trey have that weird thing where... Where his dick tra- doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they do have that one weird thing. They have that Which one. isn't a weird thing, but the fact that he's like not you know even those, willing to you try Viagra, that's the part that's like, come on, buddy. Well, or it's funny to also enter that into any sort of conversation to just be like, just so you know, I deal. don't have sex. I'm a sexless person. Or like, I'm not attracted to you. I wish some guy in LA would buy you boobs. And, you know. Yeah. No, Plastic surgeon shaming a little bit. Nothing. <laughs> Just can't do it. Can't talk on, about why it. Why would you mess with Kristen Smith's boobs? <laughs> What's her name? Kristen Davis. <laughs> Davis. <laughs> we have a friend named Kristen Smith. <laughs> I was like, are we going to answer that on the pod? No, I meant oh. Kristen Davis. Why would you- <laughs> they both have general last names. Like I know. No, it's true. Yeah. Um, and normal we, sized boobs. Well, her, her, wait, what's Charlotte? Oh, Charlotte York. That's her name. Um, but, uh, 
No, but I think the Trey thing is interesting because the Trey thing is interesting because he won't take Viagra and he said it's because they have a heart issue in his family. Yeah. Right. And then he immediately goes out for a run and they were like, it's the fifth time he's gone on a run, which like exercise is good for your heart. Right. But also he's just doing something to like ramp Anything. his heart yeah. way up. Yeah. But also it's interesting because like she tries to get frisky as she should. They're yeah, married and they're in their first month of marriage right. and they haven't had sex yet. They haven't had sex yet, which is crazy. And then he, he like dodges it. But I have to be honest, this is a little dumb of me. I didn't really see that she was going to show up in L.A. And I no. thought that was such yeah. a good freaking move totally. to be that kind of redeems. Then fully character. redeem it. It redeems the last episode because the last yeah. episode she just stayed in New York and it was like they just Bummer. had to they just had to write a fourth storyline. Right. that was kind of lame. It felt so disjointed. And like I think, Kevin, you said like having the chat and chows in L.A., even though it took New York, which is the fifth character out of this out of the episode, it still felt really great it still felt like a real sex and city episode mm -hmm. and uh, like they're all there because they're all there they're chatting and having miranda be like the super positive one yeah. that's a trope in that show that will never get old for me i think it's only happened one other time it's so fun and it's the, so fun the yeah. character of new york was present in the episode because they were talking about it so much yeah. and be engaging and like this is what we miss so you're right. like okay so yeah it did it was good in that sense yeah, yeah. what 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 like rather than just uh, taping some stamps around his dick while he's asleep? Do you know about that? In the last episode, they were like, "Here's the Nancy Drew test to see if he's impotent," and they were like, "Put a piece of paper around his penis when he's sleeping, and then like if it rips, you'll know that they something happened." Something so happened she put a bunch of stamps around it, and then oh. the stamps were ripped. But anyway, so you're no, like, I don't remember that. But. You're like, what else was uh, <laughs> what else? Because I was wondering if there was a way to to. I don't know, figure out a way maybe that they could just address it and, and talk about it. And I don't know, maybe you get your friend involved yeah. to talk him, talk Kyle McLaughlin. What's his name? Trey. This is just, uh, by the way, this is us just killing time for Corey to pull up the... So uh, it's time for our podcast within a podcast. What's happening? It's a favorite guy. Miranda. Welcome to Steve. Welcome talk, to Steve Talk. Podcast oh. within a podcast where we talk about our favorite dangler, Steve. And I feel like you had an idea of what you wanted to talk about. Well, it's just like they haven't been able to deal with it. Kyle McLaughlin clearly does not have a way to engage in this. And I feel like sometimes you need your guy friends. That's a good point. To come in and just be <laughs> like, I can't talk about it with a girl, but a guy comes in and just is able to be like, hey, here's some advice on what's going on with your with your dingling. All right. And so you're Corey's going to be playing Steve. I will play the part of Steve. Uh -huh. You know who you are familiar with Steve, Amy. As someone who's watched the show, you're familiar with Steve. Steve as in Steve and Miranda? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, okay, there we Steve. go. We just, we okay. haven't spoken about him till now. So Steve is showing up randomly in an earlier time. Yeah, we're going to have Steve. To talk to Trey? Yeah, yeah. To talk to Trey. Trey needs friends. That's the real problem. You don't have yeah. dude friends to talk to. Exactly. There you so go. So would you yeah. like to play, would you like to play Trey? Okay. Right. Um, I don't like Trey. That's fine. That's Perfect. That'll, that'll give you, that'll give you some motivation. Here it goes. <laughs> Wait, so, is he British? Uh, no, Not he's just Kyle McLaughlin. So he's like, in a world of his own. Ridiculously American. He does. He like does like class. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and I guess you're just meeting up for uh, you're meeting up for a beer with Steve. Maybe at Farrell's. We're Maybe meeting at, at Farrell's in Park Slope, okay. one of the oldest Irish bars in Park Slope. Just all, to, one of, all righty then. There we go. To uh, to talk about some of your just your first month of marriage and some issues that you oh God. you can't deal with. This okay. is gonna be rough. Okay, here we go. All right, so. And scene and, and fails. And scene. So, uh, uh, Trey, it's, uh, 
Well, thanks for coming all the way out to Ferrell's. You know, I know that you guys don't always get out of the city. What's going on? Well, uh, we've been having a good time at home watching the Golden Girls. But unfortunately, I can't quite relate. And we can't quite relate in the bedroom either. Wait, you can't relate to Blanche? What do you mean? I, I think Blanche is a harlot. <laughs> well, you know, I'll do that. But sometimes a harlot kind of gets me going. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of which, uh, how is it in the sack with uh, Charlotte? I'm afraid I'm not comfortable to talk about these things. Charlotte rhymes with harlot, so I bet it's really sexy, right? I, I, I'll be honest. I, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being honest with me, buddy, but uh, the bathroom's back Steve, there. Steve follows <laughs> straight <laughs> to the bathroom. Interior scene in the Farrell's bathroom. <laughs> Trey and Steve Echo, echo begins. Sword fighting. Uh, so, uh... Listen, I feel like there's a weird energy going on. Are you telling me everything, buddy? Do you need some help? Because sometimes guys got to ask guys for stuff. Uh, do you want to get another beer? <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> so that's, uh, that's another episode of Steve Talk. It's Steve Talk. Miranda. Wow. Wow, that was... That was a powerful Steve that talk. Actually, that that was the most. That was the perfect artistic way to just be like the mystery's still there. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. what happened, but it is. Something. I'm not proud of it, and I, I'm not. I don't approve it. I I fully approve that. I gotta say, I gotta say, uh, if you ever are on tour or doing a show and you want to like bring out the Trey character to introduce oh, yeah. a song or something, you should lean into that. Can I yeah. tell you, you guys all have these extensive notes. Yeah. You're watching the we movie. take notes during the show, yeah. This is how short mine, mine is two, three, two and a half lines long. And one line is just, Trey is gross. <laughs> <laughs> we, need to get a pic- we need to get a picture of those Can we get a picture of really, really real. Yeah. Trey is gross. Oh right my there. God. And the other one just. Blue colored pencil. The other one also, it's just like, Make sure you don't forget New York versus L.A. New York versus L.A. Make sure LA you don't. Gross. Just in case. Wait, I have a look at that. That's that amazing. So, so good. Wait, I have a famous person question for you. <laughs> okay. Have you met anyone from Sex in the City before? Uh, anyone it, even even like associated with the show? Uh, probably. I got to think about that. OK. There's a lot of people that have been on that show. I mean, I've, not uh, the main uh, characters. But I was going to say, I feel like I, I feel like I feel like at some concert or something. I wonder if there's like been in. I feel like people have been in there. Have you ever been to the Playboy Mansion before? Not the mansion. OK, I think that'd be the weirdest thing ever to yeah, go to the Playboy be, Mansion. That suit me. Is this, you, I would don't think I, it does. I, That's it's why not I, that I couldn't have been. It's one of those things that I would have opted out of. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I get that. I feel like when with. Uh, <laughs> him dying recently there was like finally there's there'd been so many conversations about Hugh Hefner Wait, for the, the past bodyguard 45 died? years the bodyguard from the episode he died <laughs> someone lost no, their wait, thumb wait. he is still staring someone at a picture of Kim Cattrall no, no the guy the guy the thumb the guy we said who guy. was the thumb head um it. but it was interesting um it seems like this must have been still within the era where the playboy I mean they had the reality show but it's like 
man, they they kept that up for such a long time. Yeah. The whole like the Playboy Mansion's cool, and when he died, like a lot of people were saying, just how creepy it was. The last like it was definitely still a thing when I was living there. Really, like, and I, I mean, in my understanding of what was going on and like where people were going, like that is real, yeah. <laughs> and everything that they depicted as sounded totally legit. Yeah, yeah. just just. Well, Soup I mean, just like a, it's kind of like those after parties. Yeah. Same kind of thing, just like an L.A. crazy party, but boobs. Yeah. yeah. You know, but that's such a weird that's a, that's a weird which thing. is super awkward. Yeah. 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 I don't really want to be there. Yeah. It does not seem like the most fun yeah. things. This is this does this actually does tie together with a difference between this episode and also L.A. New York, which one of my favorite things is the small spaces of New York. Mm -hmm. I like the, like, it sucks to have a small apartment, but the small crammed spaces, like, you could be shoved in a restaurant, like, like, um, what's it called? Not Plum. What's the restaurant in the... Lower East Side? East Village that we, we've we gone to. Oh, Prune. 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 Like, a place like yeah. Prune, you're, you're there with, like, people that may be wealthy, maybe celebrities or whatever, and it's just like, we'll pull the table out and we'll shove you in, and it's like, there's no fucking room here. Like, we went yeah. there one and time, I mean, and David Simon, the creator of The Wire, was eating David there. Chase. David Chase. David Chase. I always the Sopranos. David Simon. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Simon and Chase. Chase, also two common last names. Simon. <laughs> Simon and Schuster, the entire book staff was there. Everyone, <laughs> everyone was there. But All tiny, Simons. tiny Paul bars. Simon was there. <laughs> Paul Simon was there. Yeah, yeah. Carly. Yeah, Carly but, Simon as well. A big old, uh, just big old parties, maybe a rooftop party, but all right. <laughs> Finish your sentence. Bar Mr. talk. Says, Mr. Simon says. says. Um, but that's one of the things I like. I like shitty bars where you're crammed in and yeah. restaurants like that. Well, and so big, a big party at, even if there were boobs there, I still would be like, I'd rather be at a tiny bar. Boobs yeah. are intimidating. Yeah. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. You pull a boob out and things get weird, yeah. you know, especially in a small space. That's all LA is. Just be it's just boobs. people pulling out boobs and Brazilians. Boobs and hikes. <laughs> boobs and hikes. Boobs and uh, hikes. That All right. being said, let's do a Cosmo rating. Wow, this is a packed episode. It wow. is a super packed episode. Uh, well, so our Cosmo rating, as always, for season three, is Cosmo brought rating, to you. It's brought to you by Kevin. Tell me who. Absolute Elix. Are you looking for a tasty vodka to make a cocktail or or something? Um, <laughs> a drink. Absolute a cocktail Elix drink. is your vodka of choice go to absolute elix's website and get a cocktail recipe go to absoluteelix.com backslash cocktails we were talking earlier amy and you are a fan of a mule uh you've been a fan of uh, and i'll say this you know what i'm from the south as well right uh the kentucky derby is a thing in the south there's a kentucky mule right uh there's also a bunch of mule cocktails uh because elix is big on copper cups that's right so yeah we so have copper cups. A, we do have copper cups. We have absolute elix copper cups. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Yeah. Uh, um, so go there, get you some cocktails, drink some absolute elix, a fantastic vodka. And now we're going to do our Cosmo rating, which do you know, you know, it's a scale one to five, Cosmos. scale one to five, Cosmos. One to five on the episode. Yeah. Yeah. You've got yours. I'm going to say four because I super enjoyed it, mm -hmm. but I'm always leaving just one star for the greatest episode ever. Thank you. I appreciate what one that. is that. I don't know. Look, are we going to watch more? No. Okay. I mean, not. I mean, we'll have you back. If okay. You want. We'll have but, you back another but time. But do you. I feel like there's got to be another episode that I loved more and cried at. Yeah. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, I love the, the show. Yeah. I do. And I loved that one. But I know that there's one that I love so much that I'm going to like 
You'd have yeah. totally freak out about it. I yeah. appreciate that because I always kind of hold back. And I, I think the highest I ever gave was a 4.5 one time, but I'm always holding back because I know there's going to be one where I'm like undeniable. Totally. Um, I will go ahead and give mine. Oh, this is tough. Uh, mine is, <sighs> mine is a 3.75. And the reason being, which feels low when I say that, that feels low. But the reason I'm giving a 3.75 is I think the last one, we all kind of panned the last episode. Mm-hmm. I think this one, they really got their groove back. Yeah. How Charlotte got her groove back. <laughs> um, and uh, I think they got it back. I feel the like... The fifth character in this episode was Stella. Was Stella, exactly. And the sixth was Tay Diggs. <laughs> um, they, uh, I feel like they kind of got their... They got everything back. I didn't see the Charlotte thing coming. I thought that... The, so you said this last time, and I kind of hammered you about it, but you were like, they didn't do a lot of LA stereotypes. And I was like, they totally did. I feel like the LA, New York things were much smarter and real right. to, to four New Yorkers who have been in LA yes. and used to live there. I feel like that was totally on point this time. Yeah, uh, so I thought that was really good. And um, uh, I, I thought the, uh, the whole thing about Letterman, uh, Letterman Lou having eating disorder and all that stuff was really good. So yeah, 3.75. That was mine. Kevin, what was yours? I would say I'm going to give it a 3.75 as well. And I think that, yeah, like it doesn't, it, that is a compliment because the last one I gave one of my lowest ratings, I gave it a two and I, I liked this. I liked all the conversation. Sometimes I wonder if, um, if it's all a bunch of New Yorkers having the conversation of New York and LA and no one else is, no one else is doing the comparison. And it's, (laughs) it's like, everyone was like, what? Like it's, yeah. Um, and that's what I was thinking of. It would have been nice if there was like maybe one character that was just like, fine, like go back, like, like to show like, yeah, you may love this place, but here are the flaws rather than being like, man, it is the best. Cause it's like, there are lots of reasons to not like living in New York and to right. think like these people are crazy and wrong. Right. Um, and so I liked that. Uh, just, I, I thought it was a good episode in general. And then also freaking. Carrie Fisher. So good. Pretty great. That's, Pretty freaking, so that's great. the biggest. That's the biggest. That was a cool surprise. Yeah. I don't know if that's they can the, top that's, that. That's no. maybe the biggest person we've seen on the show star level wise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easy. Also, that's, did you notice that she said that Vince Vaughn was also Penny Marshall's assistant? Yeah. That yeah. was really cool too. Yeah. R.I.P. She just I'm done. giving this yeah. episode like a 3.5. I'm not sure. What I, I, I was, I was, I was saying 3.75 and, and Kevin said uh, 3.75. 3.75. Yeah. And Amy said a four. Okay. Yeah. I'm giving it a 3.5. I really, really liked it. I actually kind of wish I would have given it a 3.75 common theme for me, wishing I would have gone higher. Um, I really liked Carrie's storyline. It was refreshing to see her do something different. I really liked Miranda's storyline. As I said, the trope of her being positive never gets old for me. I think Charlotte's storyline was a little underdeveloped. Like just her coming out to LA was a really nice surprise because we got to have like a really good chat and chow. But uh, I think like it, the arc of her just ending with that guy being like, am I doing something bad? Oh no, I'm doing something bad was not like as fulfilling as it could have been. And then Samantha's storyline was like basically non, it didn't really exist for me. Yeah. Um, true. so overall like much better than last week's episode. And it was really great seeing them in LA. And I actually could do another episode of them in LA after seeing this. Ooh. Uh, but I think now they're back in New York. So I'm excited for me to be back in New York. Um, I miss Aiden though. I miss, I miss, he's great. Yeah. I miss Aiden. I miss having him around. Um, 
I'm not sure if I know Big's coming back. I'm not sure if I'm ready for it yet, but um, I felt you know. I felt fine to miss Aiden in this because they took Aiden away, but they put another gigantic head in yeah. this place. Can you imagine L.A. Aiden though? <laughs> L.A. Aiden, L.A. Aiden, would be Aiden, so great. You're like, whoa, this is where I've always been called to. This is my mecca. Hey, what's up, Pop Tart? Not hey. that I eat Pop Tarts. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just gonna go on a hike and build a desk while I hike. <laughs> um, do we have a few, uh, like, two more questions we can? ask amy or did you guys yeah let's do let's do okay i have one that actually yeah. kind of relates a little bit to sex in the city um <laughs> it's uh it, this will be a two-parter one person is from uh imaginary fool it's at maryland 54 and i'll do this two-parter because her question is can you give us a clue about how the new evanescence outfits will be and then i also which i interpret that however you want but other people ask questions about saying like and, and this is why I say the Sex and the City thing because the show is so much about fashion. They're right. like, how do you pick? How do you pick some of your favorite things that you wear on stage? Are there things that you wore in your early career that you would want to bring back now? Even specific pieces, I guess, just kind of like Evanescence fashion and yeah. and you know, Sex well, and the City is about fashion too. We're just gearing up to like start doing our like rock shows again, and okay. we've been doing the orchestral thing for the past like year and a half. Okay which was awesome, but it feels really good to get back to, you know, the roots, like who we really are. Yeah. <clears throat> um, for me, that always has to be a little bit about looking forward and trying something new and mm. just freedom and whatever. I feel like that's what, um, <clears throat> rock and roll is mm. just like no rules. Um, just doing whatever you feel. Um, <clears throat> so I have, sorry, hold on one second. It's okay. I get I get very choked up when I talk about fashion like, as well. Yeah, yeah, very choked up. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. The um the Fendi bag was fake. I was a fake Fendi bag. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I, I have a lot of pairs of J Crew pants. <laughs> it's very emotional. Anyway, continue. Uh, so anyway, thank you. Um, so like getting started, it's funny because I, in the fashion way, like the past decade, it's been sort of the same process for me that I have. My very good friend, um, Masa, who lives here and is a fashion designer, but he is involved in the actual um, mathematical creation and the pattern design. Wow. Which is rare. Like everybody wants to do the design, the thing mm -hmm. that I do, like mm -hmm. creating the idea, but nobody wants to do the math homework that like makes right. it happen. So he's a pattern maker um, and he's worked for a lot of the big, you know, big designer brands. So, um, He's awesome. And we get together and this most recent time, literally you just came over to my house and we put on some cool music and just sat with two sketch pads and just dined ideas and like thought of stuff. And then 10 minutes later, I was like, okay, what you got? He was like, okay, I got this idea. Like, mm. think about this. And I was like, check out mine. And we came up with um, three cool ideas. And then I was like, okay, two o'clock tomorrow. Like, let's go to where we always go. Mood fabrics and the garment district. Mm -hmm. So cool to live in New York. We have everything here. Um, and we meet at the fabric store and we just like use our design ideas and look at the fabrics and think about, um, you know, which ones we want. And then I buy them and he takes them home and he makes whatever we designed. That's so cool. It's really That's cool. Amazing. That's amazing. Um, so it feels really good to always have a collaborator and somewhere to go that's moving into the future. And I'm always going to use little bits and pieces of what we already have, you know, um, and the nostalgia is part of it, especially going to the rock shows. Like I want to feel a little bit of like the always like 
old school evanescence thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also want to always feel like I'm myself and moving into the future. So it's a little bit of both. It's a combo. Um, so, so do you think do you think yeah. there's going to be some inspiration with that Sarah Jessica Parker shirt? I love that shirt. <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to keep a uh, lookout yes. for your the next answer egg. is yes because I was yes! I was watching it's it and really going like oh I was wa- I was watching it and thinking like so many like modern designs I don't see myself and I'm like frustrated it's like no mm-hmm. not right and then there's this incredibly cool detail of that one shirt. And I'm like, yes, you have the cool detail of like what's in there. I'm I'm kind of obsessed with detail. Yeah. On stage, when you're playing in front of a big group of people, I'm getting way too in depth for what you guys are asking no, for here. And I don't fantastic. care. <laughs> when you're like way, way far back, thousands of people, it's the big things that matter. Yeah. Yeah. So contrast and big designs actually translate better. But I'm addicted to detail. So finding a way to combine um big contrast and little detail if you're up close to that's like my mission Mm -hmm. so it was cool to see that awesome shirt because i actually was like super into the detail but also it had major contrast between the sleeves and the shirt we have to put a picture i'm in we're going back inspired do you have one kevin um and then i have one quick one after yours do the last one i did want to show you that and we'll post it on instagram but okay i feel like this the art show we were talking about earlier um that uh Corey and I were talking about one of Corey's favorite pieces that he sent to me. Oh yeah. Seems like it would be up your alley. It's a, it's, we'll post this. It's, it's a, it's like a big armoire that looks kind of, it's a vanity. There we go. I don't know furniture, but it's, um, it looks kind of like is medieval the right term. It's got, it's, it's like kind of goth. It's really freaking cool. It's libertarian. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. It's Victorian. It's Victorian. Okay. It, this lady is from the turn of the century and she is holding a torch of feminism in front of a castle of freedom. And this is really cool. Will you That's buy this for me? Uh, I will buy that for this you. Give me my, this is going to be my payment for the show. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I want it. Hey, if we get enough Patreon subscribers, hey, Patreon subscribers anything is possible. There. Um, we have one other, and this is an Evanescence Forward question that I think we were asked 100 times today. Okay. And the question is, is Recover 2 happening? Totally. Okay. The thing about Recover 2, the problem with it is it's in my control completely. So I'm a total procrastinator. We get it. Yeah. I make it at my house. I just do it with my own gear, like record my own covers and do my own thing. And like we were talking about that Bjork cover earlier, like... Mm-hmm. I've started it, but I'm not finished and mm-hmm. I'll put it out sometime. It's happening cool. sometime. No That's time great. limit. All right. Yeah. That's great. That's uh, awesome. Amy, thank you so much. Amy, thank so you so much. Thanks for having me. So fun. Thank yeah, you. good times. We'll, we'll, we'll look through the future episodes and then maybe one of those ones that you're like a five. That you Have me do again. Five Cosmos. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Cool. All right, guys, go to all the places and give us five Cosmos on iTunes. Yep. Um, and follow us uh, on Instagram, follow us on, Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, the Bradshaw boys, the Bradshaw boys, email us, send us a voicemail note, e- email us and we'll read your email and make a Patreon episode out of it. Yes. All right. Um, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank Ooh. you so much. Bye. The Bradshaw boys stars, Corey Cavan, John Sieber and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com on social media at the Bradshaw boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.